Hey everybody, welcome to another Savage Gentleman podcast. Really excited to have a very special guest today, none other than Jack Donovan joining us. And uh, Jack Jack and I, we go way, way back. Uh, almost, what, two, two whole years, three whole years now, I think was the last time. Closer to three, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, and um, it's it's been really... Really cool following following him, seeing the things that he's been up to. His new book release just came out. We'll talk about that. Um, watching his journey into the realm of jujitsu, he's been picking that up quite a bit. And uh, you know, I've been learning a ton of stuff from him in our uh, in our friendship. So it's been super cool, Jack. Welcome, glad to have you here. Thanks, man. Thanks for having me on. So the book just came out, Fire in the Dark. I guess we'll start there. It's as good a place as any. Sure. It's important. I, I think, I mean, <laughs> unless, well, you know, I'm being presumptuous. Maybe you have something else that you'd rather uh, uh, jump into. Am I, am I getting ahead of myself? Is there another area you'd like to go? Oh, no, or is the no, book? No, no. This is my job. I'm promoting no. a book now. <laughs> well, you know, and, and sometimes I feel bad because it's like when guys – write a book or they they have a thing that they're doing, right? It's like, man, you kind of beat that to death. And I don't know how many podcasts you've been on recently, but I imagine the book, the book, the book, you know, and, and it's like, you know, what is, I, everyone asks what the philosopher thinks, but no one asks what the philosopher feels, right? And what, what do you really want to talk about? Yeah. 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 No, I, I mean, honestly, it, it'll take a while. I mean, uh, you know, if we were asking about the way of men, yeah, I've done that podcast like 150 times or maybe 200 or just a lot. And yeah. uh, so, uh, but th this one, I'm, I still got to get my shit together. You know, I still got to get, uh, you know, my message refined. Because, you know, the thing about it is you write a book and your head's so deep in it. It's like a forest for the trees kind of thing mm -hmm. uh, for a long time. And then you, you come out of it and you're like, how do I even talk about what this is about? Because I have all the details, you know, yeah. and then, it takes a while to get the elevator speech into it. You know, like what's really important? What do people care about? I'm still figuring that out. So this is all like an exercise really at this. Okay. Well, well, perfect. Well, I, I am thrilled to be uh, part of your process and, and one of the guinea pigs in this. So that's, uh, that's great. So fire in the dark just came out. Um, I was one of the fortunate few who got to be on the advanced reader list and I got my copy. Actually, I have it right here. Hmm. How nice. And, uh, man, this, this hit me pretty hard. Uh, you know, you and I discussed that last time I was in town, but without being too corny, uh, it really did kind of light a fire under me. And, and obviously I think that's your intention with it. And so what, what, what inspired this? What, what, what did you find was the need to write this? Cause you've written about men and masculinity quite a bit, you know, some may say quite exhaustively. So, you know, what was the impetus for, for this book in particular? Well, you know, you're always trying to find the next thing and, and also how I fit into the puzzle, you know, uh, it could, because, uh, We've talked about this before uh, many times uh, that, you know, there's all these other dudes talking about masculinity now and uh, they, they all have their different angle. And then uh, you all kind of have to reconfigure your space as like, what am I good at? What do I have to offer that other people don't? And, uh, you know, it's already I can't write the way of men more than once. I already did that. 
So, uh, you know, in trying to find the next thing. And I was really enjoying the, uh, I, you know, I'm an artist from the background, you know, that's, that's what I have always done. And so I wanted to explore, you know, really more about ideas and, and, and art and, and beauty and dreams and, and so forth. Uh, and I was obviously really into ritual and a lot of people have seen pictures of me doing rituals out at my land, bald gang. And, and a lot of people were interested in what that was about. So I started writing a book about that. Uh, it was called Odin Thor Frey. And I was going to try and relate it to masculinity as I relate everything to, cause that's kind of my wheelhouse. Right. And, uh, and so I started doing that, but then the book just got a lot bigger because <laughs> I, I, you know, it got a lot bigger and, and also I didn't want to be confined to that. And, uh, I saw that there was such an opportunity for new new creativity. If you really look at all mythologies and religions and, and uh, look at uh, the ideas of masculinity that uh, can be integrated in all of them and, and themes that repeat over and over again. And so that, you know, you start out writing one book and then, you know, you end up writing a different one. And that's that's probably good. It's really hard that way, but uh, sure. it's, it's, uh, sure. it's really good because uh, – you know, obviously, the, a lot of thinking has to, to happen for that to happen. You know, uh, you have to work your way through a lot of ideas. Gotcha. So, the thing, the thing that really struck me that that you spoke about in this book is the the notion of of ideals and creating ideals, and the fact that in society today we we seem to be shunning the thought of an ideal or, or, and, and, and therefore we have a huge lack thereof. There are no ideals. And it's apparently, I think to most people that that's, that's problematic, right? The fact that we don't have any, any collectively agreed upon aspirational goals, I guess, other than maybe TikTok followers, which, <laughs> <laughs> I know I gotta I gotta get my dance moves back. Are you yeah? Are you about that TikTok life? <laughs> I can only imagine. I, yeah, I think you crush it, man. I think it's a real it's a huge missed opportunity for you. I I, I probably would crush it, and then I'd have to kill myself. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't know that I could. I may be able to look myself in the mirror, you know, because yeah. of all the sweet internet money that would be coming in. I don't know that I can look my friends. In the face, though, I think that would be the hardest well, thing. What you do then is just you just find new friends. There you go. Now you're. <laughs> that's what people do. I mean, that's you know, that's that's the uh, that's the Los Angeles solution to that problem. There. <laughs> and that's a that's a viable solution, I think. So, when in in this book, the 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 key principles there are formulating these ideals, and then you're using, you know, the, the tripart system that you're, that you created, but it's, it's kind of, you know, in the book you illustrated that that's kind of universal to almost all mythology from just about, you know, the entire globe and, and every period of time. And so, you know, I guess maybe talking a little bit about that, this idea of ideals, like, when did you notice, like, man, there's, there's no good ideals to follow anymore. There's no no examples to really uh, emulate in the world today. Well, I mean, that's been a theme, I think, in my work. Yeah, it, I've been writing about this stuff for you know more than ten years at this point, and uh, you know, certain things change and certain things stay the same. And I wrote an essay uh, several many years ago now, uh, titled uh, "A Sky Without Eagles," mm -hmm. and one of the themes was that is the was the lack of ideals and that. Uh, 
I, if I'm ruled by people, you know, and if they are supposed to be superior in some way, I want to believe that they're superior. And I want to believe that they actually, uh, you know, are, ex are excellent. Mm -hmm. And uh, you see that less and less in the world. Uh, you know, we, like you said, we could be ruled by TikTok uh, millionaires. Uh, be, you know, <laughs> I mean, that, that's a perfect example. It's like, no, I mean, if I want to be ruled, I'd rather be ruled by like Navy SEALs and like, you know, dudes who have been at the high end of things uh, for a long time. Sure. You know, and and I, I'd rather see guys who are better at me, are better at doing all the things that I wish I could do. You know, like, or that all the things that I want to be better at, they're really good at them, you know, and uh, we just don't see that, you know, where our society worships actors. And, yeah. uh, you know, which is nothing wrong with being an actor. I mean, if someone asked me to be in a movie, I'd do it tomorrow. I'd do it tomorrow. Sure. But, uh, well, and there's a tremendous amount of skill. I mean, it is an art. It okay. is a craft that, that takes, you know, a, a long time to cultivate. I mean, there is something to it. However, you know, we, I think we do conflate the characters with the actual you know the actor themselves and you know like hey you know i'm sure brad pitt's super cool but he is not achilles you know what i mean or right or 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 whomever you know he he portrayed in the movie he's not tyler durden as much as we'd like to believe that exactly exactly they have the yeah they they get to I guess just absorb all that glory mm -hmm. that they are really, it's like they did one thing for 30 seconds and they're like, cut. And then they go sit in somewhere for three hours and then they come back. You know I mean? That's if you ever, I, I know you've been on a movie set recently and I I've been on one a long time ago and yeah, that's, it's a lot of standing around and then like things happen for a second and then goes back to standing around. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's not like, yeah, Achilles is running through a battle, like uh, tearing things up. Uh, that's not real. And uh, but there are guys who do do some amazing things. And, you know, to, to the credit of whatever the Internet is, you know, I was uh, trying to talk to somebody about how I, how I would use reels the other day. And I'm like, well, my feed of reels, because I follow cool things, is like all awesome snowboarders doing stuff that I can't do. So I guess right. that's not too bad. You know, I'm not getting the dance videos because I don't watch those. Right. You, know? you know, so. uh uh, I mean, there are there are still people doing amazing things, but uh, I think that, uh, like I said, we focus on uh, you know actors and so forth so much, and and uh, obviously politicians and and uh, you know a lot of people who are maybe less than ideal mm -hmm. in, in their in their in their everyday behavior, in a, you know the way they conduct themselves, uh, in their overall achievements and accomplishments, and uh, I think that yeah, I'd rather look up to men who I think I, who I really admire. It's almost as though we, you know, the, the sh things have shifted to where it's almost the more negative attention someone can garner, the, the higher their, their social stock is, right? So it's less about what, what they're accomplishing and what, what feats they're actually doing and more about, man, how much are they stirring up the hornet's nest? How much shit are they flinging on the wall? Um, and then now these people are the ones who are getting the most attention and the, and the biggest following and the, the highest 
reward. And so we're, we're creating a real negative feedback loop, it seems, and have been for quite some time where it's like, man, the guy who's out there crushing it and, and kicking ass and doing right by his family and, and, you know, society and all these noble efforts, barely even hear about. But the person who is, you know, making up, you know, all these faults within the world and finding every cheek in everyone else's armor. And, you know, and the, those are the ones that, that seem to be elevating to the, the you know, highest levels, seemingly. And, and maybe, maybe not. Maybe that's just perception, right? Because it's the loudest voice that, you know, kind of gets heard. But I, I don't think, I mean, and tell me if you think I'm wrong because you delve into this. I don't think it's that far off the mark. No, no, I think the, I think you nailed it with uh, the loudest, uh, you know, person. The squeakiest wheel gets the oil, and mm -hmm. uh, that's really what's happening. And uh, and you know, you and I both, I think, have made a choice of how much of that we want to do, mm -hmm. you know, and, and how much we're comfortable with. And you have a sense that I could get a lot more attention really quick. Sure, <laughs> but no, undoubtedly. At what at what expense? I mean, I've always thought, you know, what what do you want your legacy to be? What do you how do you want to conduct yourself? Um, you know, I've always thought. I mean, you tell me I can't I can't get a PR agent and get on some talk shows because I'm pretty sure that I could have. Like especially yeah. when the Way of Men came out, okay. and I, I, you know, or I could go hard against feminists online and make a big name for myself and get a whole bunch of stuff written about myself and whatever. Uh, it's not that hard. All you have to do is just be like, hey, I want some attention and start start like banging on some drums and yeah. uh, and poking at people. And, uh, you know, if you're reasonably interesting and you have anything going on, something's probably going to happen uh, sure. because most people just want to hide. Right. And so, yep. you know, like uh, anyone who wants attention will get it, but it's not necessarily good attention. Yeah, I, I, I struggle with that um, because some might argue and I guess it depends on how you measure success, right? Because if it's purely based off of financial gain, then it's like, well, you and I are idiots. We are complete idiots for not. Well, we both are screwing up so bad. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like like what, like we totally have if if that's your metric, right? But you know, for me, I look at it. It's like, man, there's going to come a time where my children are going to be old enough where they can go back and they can read the articles that I've written, the interviews that I've given, the podcasts, the videos that I've made. And they're going to be like, what, dude, what, uh, what's, what's going on here? So yeah, clearly you and I, we're, we're missing the boat here. Um, <laughs> terribly by, by not, not taking advantage of this thing. But uh, like you were saying, I mean, we both have this, this, idea of a legacy and maybe some people uh, would would attribute that to being foolish i don't know i don't it seems like a lot of folks the way they're leaving their life living their life it that doesn't seem to be a, a huge factor I, I i don't know or maybe they don't maybe their their idea of a legacy differs from from what you know maybe perhaps you and i are considering the funny thing about legacy is, uh, you know, everyone says that you should uh, work to impress other people, and then your uh, legacy is uh, trying to impress other people you haven't met yet and who haven't even been born. Uh, so, you know, it's it, it it is kind of funny about that. But uh, no, I yeah, I, I started looking at my body of work a few years ago, and 
I wanted to write things that were still going to be relevant in 10 years. And uh, that's why I stopped writing about the news mostly. Like uh, mm. most things that happen in the news, uh, you know, they're, they're just not relevant. No one cares in like you know, months or weeks, you know. Or, or days at the rate we're going now. I mean, it, it, it's a flash in the pan. Yeah, yeah. So I, I wanted to write things that were, you know, uh, a little bit more universal and a little bit more timeless. Um, and and I, I feel like I've done that, you know, and that's when I look at, you know, you think about protecting your legacy, legacy too. Uh, I mean, like now it's mm -hmm. like the way of men is still good and it's almost 10 years old and it's still good and it's still right and it's still selling and it's still, I think, influencing people. And there are some books like that. I mean, like Iron John is still around and people are still reading it. And it's you know, still at the top of the same Amazon list that I am. And, uh, you know, men, men are from Mars, women are from Venus is still around, you know. And, and so I think it's better to focus on that long game. And uh, it, it just makes me actually think about we've kicked around. I, I know we've both talked about uh, like George Washington. And uh, we talk about this uh, – superficial world that we're living in where people are just like reacting to things really fast and uh, talking about the moment of the day and, you know, sniping at each other and, and just trying to stir things up and make trouble on Twitter or whatever and get a lot of attention really fast and then move their goalposts and pretend like they never said that like five minutes later, you know, like, and, and we see that all the time. And then you, you read like uh, Washington's biography and, uh, I don't know if he could have done it. I don't know if he could have existed in this world because he, his standards were higher and he, he really thought about stuff before he really put it out there. Yeah, by the time he fired off a tweet, uh, people would have no idea what he's talking about. Like the context would have been completely lost because, you know, it had been three days later and now now we're on to the, you know, the next the fifth thing down the list. Going back to this notion of ideals, you know, I like uh, you mentioned George Washington as as you know this kind of man, just the the archetypical um, ideal man. For I think it's hard to argue against that. You know, some people may look at some of his past deeds and they may scrutinize some actions, but. I don't think one, that's a really fair argument to make. And, you know, if we're going to use the context of a savage gentleman, man, I, I think you're going to be hard pressed to find a better example. Yeah. Yeah, man. I mean, I, dude uh, was real careful about how many buttons went on his jacket and, uh, you know, had he, he sent things off to tailors and told them, left like lists of like really long instructions about how he wanted it done. He picked out his own silverware. He wanted everything to be just so. In mm -hmm. his aesthetic life, in his, uh, you know, when he entertained, uh, he was apparently a very good dancer. Uh, yeah, that was that was kind of a he, he loved to dance with the ladies like uh, that was his thing for uh, nice. years. years. Uh, and so he had that whole side of him, too. He's very much a savage gentleman. But, you know, mm -hmm. he also retardedly ran into battle and like people had to pull him out because he would be shot. There'd be like shooting, you know, people be shooting all around him and he'd be like, I'm, I'm George Washington. <laughs> you know, he does not a, like, not a problem. Right. And, uh, you know, and so it really cool dude. So, and, and that's the ideals in the book that I talked to, uh, that I talk about, uh, 
you know, the, the idea of this uh, warrior figure, the striker, and and uh, this idea of a, a father, and, and the idea of uh, uh, Lord of the Earth, and he, he was all three of those. Uh, he was, you know, a, 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 a warrior who then, a warrior first, who then ascended to be a, really the father of a, a nation. He didn't have mm -hmm. any kids of his own. And that's, that was his baby. And, uh, and, you know, he was also a farmer. And uh, yeah, loved, he was a, he, yeah, he like, he like read a specific kind of mule. Like he, he, he was super into that. Mm -hmm. And uh, he was, he, you know, when he was at war, a lot of times he was writing letters about uh, his crops and water about his farm and how things were doing. And maybe you should change this and change these hedges and whatever, uh, you know. So, I mean, he, he was really an all around guy. And actually, uh, for my party, I guess I'll probably sell these at some point. Uh, but I just because, you know, you would have things made so easily these days. Sure. And so I made myself little like what would Washington do like uh uh, you know, like they have the little, you know, like what would Jesus do or whatever, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Spam things. Uh, I have like what would Washington do, uh, you know. And I think, you know, you could do a lot worse than asking yourself that question in most scenarios. No kidding. No, I mean, I, I think there are far uh, worse, worse people to emulate than than George Washington. <laughs> that's that's I. I think that's a great bit of advice. I'm going to start implementing that and thinking and, and, uh, before I, before I do something thinking like, okay, Hey man, what would, uh, how would, how would old George Washington take a look at this? You know, what would be his perspective? And I think, you know, what I really like about him as, as the exemplar is he does embody, you know, all three components that you wrote about in the book, you know, and, and that's what really, appeal to me in reading it is as I'm, as I'm picking up each piece of it, you know, I, I'm able to see aspects of myself in all three parts. And I, that's what was really cool is how approachable it was is, you know, this is, there are parts that are obviously very esoteric, right? But I think you did a great job of blending that and, and really going super deep with, okay, here's how this can be accessible as, as a regular guy going about my life, how I can tap into these very lofty and, and you know, idealized, ambitious uh, personas. And, and I think, man, that's really exciting to, to give guys – the license and then kind of that, that pathway to do. So when I say, you know, I found it very inspirational, that was, that was a huge part of it for me. Yeah. I mean, I mean, and that's the purpose of having ideals, right? I mean, so like, what would the, what's the best possible version of this thing that I'm trying to do? Mm -hmm. And that's, and that's basically the idea of the book is that, you know, there, you know, I've broken into three different areas of life. And three different roles that men have to do, and it has to do with uh, the metaphor of the fire, which I talk about in the book. But you know, this this idea of creation and making rules and so forth, and then uh, you know, protecting the things that you have, and then you know, perpetuating life. Mm -hmm. uh, we all do those things all the time, and and so that's you know what ideals are for. Like, what is the best possible way that I think that this could be done, and then do it more like that. Yeah. And without those ideals and, you know, we live in a society and this is what we were kind of getting at is that we live in a society where people are saying, no, you shouldn't have ideals because that makes people feel bad. Like you shouldn't say that someone should be stronger and it's, that's good to be strong because then weak people feel sad. And you shouldn't say that you should uh, be stoic and have a lot of emotional control because then that makes people sad when they cry and they don't know how to handle themselves. And, uh, you know, and, and 
It, you know, we all have struggles and we're all not great at everything. And none of us are perfect up into and including Washington. Uh, you know, like no one's perfect, but you know, what's the best version that you can imagine? And when you take away the best version that you could imagine of a thing and say, that shouldn't matter. There is no North Star. There's no direction right. that you need to be going into. You were just, you can just kind of move with the, the water, whatever way it goes, like whatever's happening right now, I can be whatever people need me to be um, or want me to be or please people or whatever. But you don't really have any integrity and you don't really have anything um, pushing you. Yeah. You know, like if everyone says that everything that you do is perfect just the way it is, then why would you be better? Be right. There, there's no, there's no reason to change, and that's, uh, you know, the, when you talk about the the fire in the dark, like that that original fire being a reference point. When you make everything, when you when you remove that, right, you no longer have that beacon, then you don't have a reference point, and so you there's really nowhere to go, right? You can't. There's no ability to improve. There's no ability to advance. You just kind of stay where you're at, especially if there's no fire to guide you. I mean, I don't know about you, but I'm not just going to walk around aimlessly through the dark. And that's where I feel like we, we've kind of gotten to, to some degree in society with a lot of, a lot of people, you know, not having any direction because there's nothing to aspire to. There's no ideal to emulate. So they do nothing and they stay right where they are. And, you know, there is a, massive amount, I don't know the numbers, but seemingly based off of um, the the mental health uh, issues that, that, you know, the skyrocketing and, and the, the uptick of that in the past, I don't know what, decade, five years, last year even, I mean, it's just been steadily increasing. I think it's partly attributed to not having that direction, not having any form of guidance because that fire has just been, you know, snuffed out. Yeah, man. You know, like while you're saying that, I, I, I thought about this email that I got the other day, and it was it was the worst. Uh, I got an email <laughs> from somebody that said uh, it was like a woman in in Scotland. Somehow, I just decided she needed to email me. Nice. And uh, it, as I read through her email, she was like, "I think that people should be nice, and you shouldn't be, and you should not. People shouldn't be mean to nice people." And it, and, and it was clear from reading her her little manifesto that she sent me, which I guess was directed at me, but was really very vague. It seemed that her highest value was niceness. And, and that's, I think where a lot of people are and, you know, like, well, that's nice. That, that didn't make anyone uncomfortable and that's okay. And, and, you know, like you know, no one was offended. No one was uncomfortable. That, that person was merely pleasant. And that's, they, they, they idealize pleasantness overall things and that means going with everybody going with the same flow and no one excelling above anyone else and uh, no you know no one making anyone saying anything or doing anything that would make anyone else uncomfortable which in this day and age yeah and i was gonna say and and in this day and age means you don't do anything because you literally can't. I mean, you can't put a video up on YouTube without someone having, you know, putting a thumbs down or having some snarky remark. I mean, you go go online, look at a video of just puppies playing and, you know, there'll be there'll be like 50 thumbs down and, and you know, half a dozen people 
complaining about it in some way, shape or form. So uh, again, it, it's just, it is not one, it's unrealistic, but even if it was actually achievable, it means we would do nothing, right? It, it's almost, it's the, I, it's akin to the idea of you know, the fear of failure that paralyzes people. People don't want to try anything because they, they may fail. They may not be perfect. They may not be excellent at it. And, you know, this creates a weird dichotomy where uh, of like achieving for the ideal, right? And they're like, well, well, if I can never reach that ideal, then what's the point? So you have that mentality, right? But then if you don't have the ideal, then you have nothing to aspire. So either way, you end up doing nothing. So I think you have to have like this paradox of this is perfection. This is what I'm trying to obtain, knowing full well that I'll probably never get there and still being okay with that. And that's where I think people like they have a hard time operating in paradoxes. And, and we've you know, from a philosophical standpoint, I think it's become too complex for our, our, our brains. It, it's too much to compute. So we just, we, we've gotten away from them. But you look in ancient times, most everything anyone talked about or did in it was some form of a paradox. Yeah. Ancient writings are all like about the, like, well, maybe it's this way. Maybe it's that way. We're not really sure. You know, <laughs> all the ancient philosophers are still trying. We're just trying to figure stuff out. We really haven't made mm -hmm. it in a lot of ways, uh, and which is fine. Uh, and also, yeah, I mean, yeah, you need something to aspire to. And, and mm -hmm. if you don't, like you said, you do nothing. And uh, or really, I think the ideal has become nod. Just 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 smile and nod is, mm. you know, that's the best way that you can get through life is smile and nod. And uh, that's really what a lot of people want us to do right now is just like, this is the message. Everyone smile and nod and do the thing. And uh, yeah. that's kind of where we're at in a lot of people. And then uh, if you don't smile and nod, people get really angry. Yes, they do. You, you are, you are a heretic. You are, you know, apparently you, you don't care about anything or anyone other than yourself. And, and you are now like a menace to society. And we were, we're seeing that anyone who happens to buck the system by even asking a question or, or, you know, um, pausing to like, Hey, wait a minute, this seems interesting. How dare you? Oh yeah. Yeah. There's no questioning that's happening anymore. It's, it's, it's all like, and I think the stuff that we've talked about with the online, uh, communication and so forth has, made that the case is that it, there's a wave of what is happening. And if you're either on the wave or you're not on the wave, mm -hmm. and if you're on the wave, then you're fine. You know? And so like, you know, if, if someone posts a thing on Twitter, then if you're one of the people who are liking it and reposting it and whatever, you're on the wave. And if you're not on the wave, then uh, you're going to get, uh, you know, crushed. Well, it, it, Sure. And, but you know, the problem with that is, is the wave is so fickle, right? That even, even arguably the best surfers on the planet, you know, struggle to stay on top of it. And, and you see, you know, you see that happen where it's like, man, this person I thought was just like dead center, right, you know, right in the middle of that wave and just had it perfectly balanced and worked out. And out of nowhere, the wave shifts, that person comes crashing down and gets just destroyed by, by this, by that wave. Um, which, 
you know, it, it baffles me that people don't see the dangers of that where they're like they're carrying their pitchforks and joining in, you know, in, in the mob, not recognizing that that mob can shift at any point And now you're in the crosshairs. Um, and that's the dangers of it. But no, but but few people seem to recognize, you know, how detrimental that can potentially be. Yeah, man, it happens all the time. And, and the lesson isn't being learned. No, you're seeing people. You're seeing people who have said the right things that everyone was saying at all the right times, and then they become expendable for whatever mm. reason. Uh, I mean, uh, you know, like whatever we talk, whatever I say right now, the example will be old by the time you air this. But uh, sure. you know, one one example might be like government Governor Cuomo in in New York. He's going. He's going to get crushed. He he was the darling who said did all the right things. And now he's got thrown. He's going to be thrown under the bus, and yeah. that can happen to any of these people who are doing that. And I guess they're just relying on a numbers game, like that it won't be. That it won't be. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess they can't. You know, they can't do it to everyone because then the whole movement or whatever the ideology, whatever you want to call it, um, will then be destroyed. But it's like, man, I, I don't want to play that game. Like, I don't want to be, you know on a team that that is built off of sacrificial lambs where it's just like all right well who's <laughs> who's gonna get it today because we've got to put somebody on the chopping block you know like and and if you are like you said become expendable then guess what that that is now you and that's a man it it just it doesn't seem like a very wise uh i don't know team to be on or, or wise uh uh trajectory to follow but you know i that's i guess for smarter people than you and i to to figure out and decide i'm i'm just gonna kind of sit over here and just uh just try to run my business as best i can and you know keep my family happy and you know continue to do rad stuff and you know hopefully no one gets in my way and if they do then i guess i'll have to resort to other measures i suppose I, i i don't i don't really know yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, you have to you know move with the game a little bit. Uh, you know, we all try to do that, but uh, I mean, all this really does is the result of a collapse of a consensus of morality or a consensus of what ideals are. And when I wrote this book, I, I talked a lot about uh, Nietzsche. Nietzsche is famous for saying that God is dead, but what he was really saying at the time was that because of that fact that people were becoming less religious or be, be or because there was a split between the Catholic and the Protestant church or whatever, that the universal consensus was falling apart. Mm-hmm. And so not everyone had the same idea of what was good. And not uh, everybody had the same idea of, of, you know, what should be done and what is, what is best and what is worst and, and what is a, what is a, a sin and what is going to get you to heaven or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and that was the really interesting thing that he said was that, and that's what was the point of saying that, and that's where we are right now. We're at the farthest end of what he could possibly have imagined. Whereas there is, no one can agree on what is good or evil on any given time. And whatever it is this week can change next week or whatever. And they'll just shift the goalposts and like, well, this is what we're saying now. Yeah, and it completely flip-flop and what that's the crazy part is what was good can be bad and that same thing that was good then bad can then flip and be good again 
over the course of, I mean, you know, again, this will probably be dated, but, you know, there's a bunch of people now jumping up and down about the, the kids in cages situation. Uh, where at, at one point it was totally fine. You know, we, we had to process these children who came in. Um, and of course, what else are you going to do? And then all of a sudden there was a shift. And now this is the worst thing ever. How can we put these kids in cages? Right. And everyone's losing their mind. And then it shifts again. And now it's back to, yeah, you know, we got to process them and you were doing the best we can because there's kids coming over. And it's like, Literally nothing has changed, you know, in terms of policy. It's just, you know, who the who the person in the front of the room has has changed and now the perception has, you know, completely shifted. And then that's just one one example that they were using here. But you're right, without consensus in a in a society, that man, it really becomes almost impossible to communicate effectively and, and actually get along and make any kind of progress, you know, so the amount of infighting that happens kind of just pisses in the, in the, in the face of any kind of actual meaningful advancement. And that's where we're at right now, it seems. Yeah. Well, and, and it's even gone one step further to, it's not even what is right and wrong and good and bad. It's what is true and what is false Ooh. is now like completely up for grabs. No one can actually agree on what is true. And uh, because facts are up for grabs to a certain extent, like, uh, like, fa like facts are no longer important. It's like who says them and at what time and uh, who approved that. And, uh, and, and it's no one's really sure about mm -hmm. what facts are anymore. So we can't even make begin to make moral judgments about what things that happen because we can't even agree on what happened. Yeah. Uh, you know, and that's what's really bizarre. And, you know, like none of us can really trust any any sources. And that's that's what's really, really, really strange about the the modern world. And that's why you said you, you do have to have some kinds of consensus. And one of the reasons I brought this up and you know I dealt with it earlier was you know people always say you know that there are no initiations for men. Mm -hmm. and uh, and my answer to that was always like, well, what are you going to initiate them into? There's no. There's no collective ideal of what masculinity is, right. so what or what their role should be, and uh, so you can't. What are you going to initiate them into? What are you going to make men say that they have to become? Because there's no consensus on that. Yeah, and that's that's been a really big problem with men for a long time. Is that there's no consensus on what it means to be good at being a man or being a good man, or you know, so many of these like how are you supposed to behave? And that's been a moving goalpost too. And there are so many different factions of what that could mean. These guys are going to tell you that thing. These guys are going to tell you that thing. The news will tell you this. Uh, you know, this, your you know feminist professor college is going to tell you this. You know, like you're going to have all these different inputs. And so there's no real way to aspire to be the right thing. Sure. Uh, you know, and so to, and then, so we need to. I think you know it's up to. I would say it's up to us you know we're 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 the guys who are alive right now right and uh you know it, it is up to us to a certain degree to say what we're going to hold up as a value and what we're going to say is good and what is going to yeah. be better and what is not good mm -hmm. and you know we have to encourage that in uh younger men by holding up some kind of ideals sure and saying hey and not being afraid to say hey this guy is really great this guy's killing it let's be born 
Yeah. Here's a good example. Yeah. I and 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 again going back to to the book, you know, what I really appreciate about it is is you know, I I almost had to read it. Someone you 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 probably could have told me to my face or someone else could have delivered the message, but it was, it was almost like I had to read it in a book to, to give myself the license to actually be that guy. Um, you know, to say like, Hey, you know what? I can be that guy. Right. And, and, and truthfully, I know people can look at, at what, what we do, right. Cause we're on social media. You're a published author. I'm a professional fighter. You know, we have our outlets and we do things or whatever. And, and, you know, sometimes people can get a weird perception through like seeing things on social media, like, oh man, these guys are, you know, whatever, fill in the blank, whatever they concoct in their head of who and what we are. But it's like, hey, I will be the first one to tell you that I am a super fucking regular dude. You know what I mean? Like of all the trappings of, of any guy who has ever experienced life on the earth, you know what I mean? Like I, I am that guy and I run into the same kind of bullshit problems that every other dude runs into. I just happen to have a super nice beard while doing it. That's maybe the only, uh, you know, different and, 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 and pretty badass cauliflower ear, right? So I look, maybe I look different than what some of the other guys do, but I, I still experience the same things. And so for me, if I can... If I can pick up this mantle, um, I, I think the book gives the license to every man to pick up that same mantle and and carry that torch of setting the example. Because no matter where you are in life, there's somebody looking up to you. Uh, so be that fire in the dark for them. You know that was my big takeaway, and I was like, all right, cool, man. I I super needed to hear that, and so you know, like I said, it's it's really rekindled something in me. Me. Well, that, that's great to hear. I mean, I was going to make a joke that I was like, well, I can't relate to you at all because I sit upon this golden throne. <laughs> <laughs> and, and nothing bad about the, the sun. These are not lights. The sun shines on me like. Yes. Yeah. Well, and that's that is. But that's the perception that I think people people get when, you know, when someone gets in front of a camera on a regular basis. Right. You know, it's like, man, you have really high end professional photography. Right. So so visually, when you look you know, at it. It's like, man, that guy's life is, it's so well lit and he, he lives his life in, you know, high definition all the time and his colors are so vibrant, but it's like, yeah, you, you know, you average guy, whatever, regular guy, I don't like to use that term, but whatever you, anyone could look that, you know, have that same lighting structure if they had the photography and whatever, you know, not to say that everyone could be Jack Donovan, but you know, the perception, the image Sometimes, you know, people don't realize that like that's a cultivated thing um, and it's for a purpose. It is to serve as that ideal. It's to garner the attention, right? So that people can look at this thing and, and you know, admire it and say, oh, cool. Man, I want to be like Jack Donovan. That guy's got freaking sweet, badass eagles in his office. I, that's <laughs> it looks amazing. Well, and, and the thing is, you know, there's there's a big emphasis put on being real. Yeah, and, and, and like be real. Uh, well, you know, I can go to Walmart and be real. Uh, you know, like that's that's what real is. Uh, I go to right. Costco, it's real. Uh, but <laughs> what is the ideal? You know, like what? Why should we not try to put our best face forward? And mm -hmm. 
here's like, you know, when, when people see me, I want them to see me as the best version I could imagine of myself being. Yep. And that's the way people used to behave actually a lot. You know, like you, you go to church and wear your Sunday best. That's the way I want God to see me, you know, right. like, uh, <laughs> like not, not, not in the toilet. I want them to see me like wear dress nice. And, uh, you know, and everyone, you know, used to aspire to that, like be the best version of yourself. And so why not, uh, why not try and, and, and put forward an ideal and, uh, to say, to put my best self forward and, and to, uh, because I think it inspires people. Like when I had people over to my office and they see this and whatever, I mean, that's to inspire you to create something similar. You know, like yeah. you create something like, how would you do it? Mm-hmm. You know, like, and, 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 and to say you could be better too, you could, you know, cultivate something around yourself that, you know, match your own ideals or your, your own vision of who you want to be and yeah. help create yourself. Uh, because, you know, I, like I, I could, I could, you know, show up and be like in just whatever and, and be dirty and uh, I couldn't I didn't have to shave my head this morning so that I you know wouldn't look like a you know middle-aged accountant and uh, you know it's <laughs> you know it's like but why why not uh, be the best version of yourself and uh, yeah. I think that's that's what an ideal is and you know like if you don't have ideals then there is no ideal version of yourself because you're just Certainly. a dude X walking through the world responding to stimuli but, uh, you know, if you do believe that, like, hey, I should be in better shape all the time, well, that takes a lot of work. And um, you, you have to put the work in to make that happen. And, and but, but there is a payoff to that. And uh, there's the same thing with so many other things. I mean, of course, I'm normal and fallible. We joked before we went on the show that I got, uh, I got choked out and put to sleep uh, the other night. And, uh, you know, and that happens. And that's, that's, but that's part of trying to be better at anything. Which, by the way, I, I and I will say, because I have grappled with you and, you know, between your freaking neck, shoulder girth, like that is no small feat to actually choke you out like that. That took some uh, some serious effort and energy. And that's coming from a, you know, a guy who's fought professionally and has done quite a bit of grappling. So, um you know, I'm gonna have to talk to to Michael, and yeah, I'm surprised he didn't text me and tell me that. Honestly, <laughs> yeah, I guess. I mean, it was just like, uh, you know, like you get in a weird position. You're in a weird position. I normally, I'm not, not used to being able to squeeze my way out of triangles. I'm pretty good at it, yeah. uh, but it came from a weird position that we rolled into it, and so I was down lower than I normally am. And the last thing, I I didn't have any hands free, and so I just <laughs> I was like. Okay, you got me. And then, look, but he didn't hear it. And so, like, then I, I woke up staring at the ceiling, and, you know, a few minutes later. Yeah. Uh, and that's just how it works. And it's, like, my third time. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's just part of the game. And, uh, yeah. you know, it happens, and it's not a big deal. But, but uh, yeah, people are so afraid. I, I have to think my dad texted me today because they, they don't really understand that. And I mentioned it in a text the other day. And yeah. they think it's like getting knocked out, which is a little bit more severe. Sure. Um, you know, because I've had that happen, too. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and, and so they're like, you be careful. That that can't be good. You know, and I'm like, it's fine. I, w- I was rolling again like five minutes. Later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, to be fair for, for you know, the, the young guys uh, listening, because sometimes people can take stuff and manipulate a little bit. We're not saying that you need to go and just get choked out all the time. Like, that's not, not a great thing for you. But if you're never pushing that limit, 
uh, you, you don't know where that threshold is, right? And I think that, that that is important. And, you know, if you can do it in a relatively safe environment with partners that, you know, aren't going to just keep cranking on something, even though your, you know, limp, lifeless body is not responding, um, you know, man, this should I, – I think everybody who grapples should at least, you know, at some point experience that and understand like, okay – I came through the other side. Cool. Now I know, now I know what that feels like. I I think those reference points are really important, you know? And we were talking, oh man, there was something I wanted to circle back on because I, it was, you you brought up such a great uh, point uh, talking about, oh, putting our best face forward, right? And, and, and actually giving a shit and caring um, and, and striving towards an ideal, and, and, you know, it's funny that so many people kind of poo-poo that nowadays, it, it, in which case, if that's if, if that's how you really feel, then why have art? Why have anything? You know, because that's what that's, you know, art was intended to be a manifestation of, of an ideal, right? If you don't appreciate any kind of ideals, then you don't care about art. And so the way I look at it and, and what you were alluding to, I believe, is like, man, why can't we ourselves be you know be from time to time that piece of art like why can't we look at our own selves as as an artistic expression you know people might say well you know that's really um it's very self-serving or or self-centered right and you're you're so narcissistic to you know care what other people look like and what what other what you look like to other people but i look at it as like man if you have the ability to inspire others, man, you're doing a disservice to them by not putting that best foot forward. Right. And, and I think, and, you know, I, I think every man is capable of it, whether it, even if it's only to your, your immediate family, maybe you're not doing it on a grand scale. Maybe you're not, you know, selling out stadiums and, and talking in front of millions of people, right? Maybe you're not Tony Robbins inspirational level, but who gives a shit? It doesn't matter. There, there are people who are watching you that can draw something from you in much of the same way that you, I would like to think, um, have, have taken something from someone else. So in my mind, you know, the, 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 uh, I don't know, the karma of things should be that you give that back. Right. Uh, so put forth the effort, you know, Whatever that, whatever that is in your in your attire, in the way you carry yourself, in your your physical, um, you know, your body itself. I mean, these are all things that that we can create. And now we we kind of live that mythology our, ourselves, right? I think that's kind of the the cool thing that what you're talking about is like, man, why not? Like, look, you can choose to live your life any way you want to. You you know, it can be as mundane as you want it to be, or it can be as as epic and, and extravagant as you want it to be, man, I, I don't know. I want to, I want to be on the epic side. Like I want to live my life as epically as I can, even if it's in my own mind, even if no one else sees it or feels it, but me, like that's the world I want to create for myself. Yeah. And, and the thing is that they do, they do, they do see that if you're really doing that, then that, that, that does come across and it doesn't have to be, everyone doesn't have to be in a podcast or do whatever, or have this big, you know, public profile, but I, I can think of tons of guys that I am a composite of, mm-hmm. and they aren't guys that you know, you know, they, <laughs> you know, like they, uh, it, 
you know, that you'll take little pieces mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. the best behavior that you see in others and incorporate them into yourself. Uh, you know, I can, I can think of a guy who uh, comes over a role recently that I've been impressed with. It was like, wow, he's really got his shit together in a bunch of ways that are good. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and that happens all the time. Uh, you know, I had, I always say that I learned a lot about the, uh, you know, the, I guess the physicality or whatever of masculinity from, uh, you know, a, a good friend of mine who no one knows that he doesn't even have social media, <laughs> uh, you know, and, uh, you know, you know, so, but the certain way that he conducts himself, it, it you know, it inspired me at a certain time mm-hmm. and, you know, I carry that with me and I, I, I an old, uh, you know, advisor, I would say of mine at some point. Uh, used to say, you know, your 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 friends are in certain ways. The people you surround yourself with, uh, they are, you know, you kind of ch- you can channel them. And I, I definitely do that. I don't know if you do. Yeah. I do it all the time. Like you know, like you kind of imagine yourself as so and so, and how would he do that? Yeah. You know, like how how would he handle that situation? Or you can imagine sure. yourself even being. I mean, it can be fake people or real people, and I do both. I mean, the other day I was doing audiobook reading, and you know, in my mind, I was William Shatner for like a half an hour. But uh, <laughs> like, like, how would he say this right now? Yeah. You know, like, what would he do? And uh, you know, but we can do that with uh, real and fake people. All, yeah. all the, you know, and then we can make them our deals, and they, they become a little pantheon for us mm-hmm. of people we draw from when we aren't sure how we should conduct ourselves or behave or whatever. Like, be like that guy who is a little bit better than you. Yeah, because. Yeah, because I mean, look, if we're all really honest with ourselves, no one knows what the shit they're doing, right? Like we're we're literally all making it up as we go. And some people might be a little bit farther along in some area or another. And so I, I think there's this stigma where not I don't know if it's not giving credit where creditors do or but it, there's this idea of the self-made man, right? Like like. I am my own unique individual and I have carved my own self, my own effigy out of the, you know, marble, whatever. And I made myself this way, you know, all in my own power under my own inspiration. It's like bullshit, you know, but that's, that's like the cool thing that I think a lot of people want to uh, portray is that they're this, they're this own, they're their own demagogue that they have, you know, created themselves without any other external influence. And it's like, that's not how that works, man. We are, you know, we're, we're, we're primitive creatures. We emulate, we, we see the other, you know, monkeys in the tribe using tools. So we're like, Oh dude, that's pretty cool. Let me pick up the stick and sharpen it and see what I can do with it. You know? Um, and that's just how we, as, as a, as a species have learned. And so for us now in modern times as modern men to, you know, kind of, completely disregard that evolutionary trait it seems foolish right i think there's there's nothing wrong with with talking about and and you know wholeheartedly admitting that yeah man there's other dudes that are inspiring me that i'm you know borrowing things from to become who and what i want to be yeah absolutely and you, i mean i think that the uh, men are a little bit shy or ashamed to do that sometimes yeah it was just like uh gay like oh man why don't you uh, you know why are you gonna stroke that guy off or whatever right there's yeah 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 and and but you know it's funny actually uh ryan mickler actually made a post the other day um Mm -hmm. congratulating uh uh sean whalen on opening up a store because he said that the winners uh winners celebrate winners 
Yep. And uh, and you know that that is true because you don't see that that coming from people who are doing well. Yeah, like you don't see that like well, no one's better than me. Like I can't, I can't. It, you know, everyone sucks except for me. You don't see that that fear of acknowledging people as much from people who are really confident. Right. You know, and I think that you know if you are if you feel like you're doing well in life, it is a little easier. I should do it more than I do because I, I preach it, and I, I and then I'm like I'm like oh I, I I guess I should say hey good job once in a while to somebody <laughs> you know but I you know it's I have to remind myself to do it because I you know yeah. I mean it I just I just don't think about it sure uh, but we I do think that's important is that we have to acknowledge men who I, we do think are better and that's really what having ideals is all about you know like absolutely that guy's doing it better let's i mean it, the the thing i've talked about you know a lot in the book is that uh it, we used to have statues of great men yep and now we're at a point in society that we're tearing all of those statues well not we but they uh people yeah, yeah. people people are tearing all of those statues down and they're not replacing them with anything they're replacing them with like nothingness or at, at best victimhood or maybe like a victim like martyr kind of person but like in, in many cases it's just you know I, I wrote a piece years ago about uh, what I call like kind of just crappy like uh, like almost preschool art you know like like something very just crayon something, scribbles yeah I mean a lot of corporate art is like that it's, it's very like here's some stuff that is, is going to offend anybody or inspire anybody or upset anybody we'll just put it in the lobby and uh, yeah. that's, you know, because we can't get, that's not going to be a problem. So right. that's what we have instead of pe people who are maybe controversial in their own time, who, uh, but are up on a pedestal somewhere. And you know, I mean, like, uh, you know, I, I, I'm almost scared to mention it because if it's still up, I can't believe it. But in uh, Portland, in the center of town near the art museum, there was a fantastic statue of a horse-mounted Theodore Roosevelt, which you can't even imagine in Portland right now. Who knows if it's still there? Right. I, I, it seems unlikely. Uh, but it had the greatest inscription under it. It was just, you know, this uh, thing that someone had wrote about him, like, you know, everywhere he goes, he carries his own pack. And it was just this really, really excellent... This is a description of a great man. Yeah. under On a pedestal on which he is mounted in bronze. And... We need that, you know, because that's inspiring to go stand in front of that and, and read that description of him and like, oh, I should be more like that. Yeah, a hundred percent. And 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 again, that's something that I, I think it's easy. And, and you and I have talked about this quite a bit where, you know, we're looking at each other and then we're looking around like, all right, well, where's the guy? Who's going to be the guy, you know? And, and we're waiting for that guy to show up and then we kind of realize they're like, oh shit, damn it. We gotta be that we have to be that guy. And I think every every guy, you know, should should take that, you know, upon themselves. Of like instead of looking around and waiting for, you know, someone to sort shit out, it's like, man, if 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 not me, then who? And if not now, then when? Right. And I think that that's an attitude that we all should should adopt and do whatever we we can, whatever we're capable of. I mean, for, for you and me, this is our full time job. Right. So we're obviously going to have a lot more time and energy to dedicate towards this endeavor. But that doesn't mean that someone else that's 
working, you know, full time and, and whatever, they can't do anything. And I think if we, you know, find that ideal and start trying to become that ideal in and of ourselves, then we'll be inspiring others to do the same thing. And, and it hopefully will, you know, spread, you know, it'll catch fire and, and, and continue to spread and, and hopefully outweigh or, or change the tide of some of the other really bad ideologies that, that, that just seem to be uh, taking precedence these days. The thing about the idealism like that and, and becoming that guy and spreading that word is that we have to be uncompromising about it. And that's where we have to stand mm. our ground, um, you know, because it's so easy when someone says, oh, well, you know, that guy isn't the, the be all and end all. And how could you say that's how you should be? You have to be when someone can't be like that. Or you know, they start there starts to be this chain of excuses around saying that something's good. Mm-hmm. And we have to not be afraid to say something is good and and to be proud of that and to, to stand by it. Because if we don't – if we can't put it out there what we think is good, then we, we have no – we have no fire in the dark ourselves. We have no right. uh, Axis Mundi. We have mm-hmm. no uh, North Star direction. And we need that ourselves. So we have to be – we can't just let people back us down and it, you know talk us out of, of – Hey, this is really good. Period. Yeah, and and I and I don't care what you think, right? Like there, there's nothing you can say or do to convince me that you know Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu is not good. I don't give a shit. You know, be like, oh well, you know, it was appropriated from Japanese culture, and so really the I, I don't give a shit. Like, call it what you want to call it, but the act, the art of folding clothes with people in them is a really good and 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 valuable skill set and and thing for people to practice and that's and that's a very um pr- trivial or superficial thing right i mean when we're talking about morality there's obviously much bigger deeper things but uh, the point remains is like man my like you said we have to have that that assertion of of what is good and what is right and we need to be able to stick by that otherwise uh, man what's the point we just blow in the wind like everyone else and end up going nowhere yeah and people people talk you out of things by you know bringing up exceptions to rules yes and that is one of the the worst habits in the modern world i really think it's like uh that we can't we can't acknowledge a general rule or a general stereotype or a general, uh, this is, this is normally how this goes. Oh boy. Don't you say that S word. <laughs> Stereotypes. Oh. Yeah. I mean, there, you know, there are generalities about people that exist for a reason, uh, whether it's men or women or whatever. And, uh, we can't be afraid to say, this is normally how this works. That doesn't mean that it's always like that. Right. All, there are always exceptions to rules and there always have been. But if we can't make a general statement about something, you know, you know, you know, trees have green leaves, you know, because most trees actually have green leaves. Now, they don't all have green leaves and they don't always have green leaves, not all year long, not all the time. But <laughs> trees have green leaves. <laughs> right. If well, if I'm trying to convey the the image of a tree, like I'm going to draw a brown trunk and I'm going to have branches that come out and I'm going to have little, you know, 
green squigglies to signify the leaves. And even my three-year-old son can recognize what that is. And so, you know, for, for just for the sake of like ease of communication, you you need to have these little shortcuts, right? Um, but but people have taken taken because this is the fun thing to do. If you make some kind of generality about something, even if, even in passing, you know now the the new hotness is to find how many holes you can poke in it and and see how many gotchas you can you know slap onto that person for saying such a horrendous and terribly. Um, egregious, uh, offensive thing. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and really it's talking to you like you're an idiot uh, yeah. in the way that like, Oh, I realize that I, I do realize that, uh, you know, leaves fall off of trees and they aren't always on trees sometimes if they're deciduous. And, you know, I realize that there are other things going on, but what you just talked about this, this drawing, I mean, that's a platonic form of a tree. Yes. You know, like that is the basic idea of a tree. And there are all kinds of variations within that and whatever. And we can say that about trees. We can say that about. Oh, so what? You hate you hate bushes now? Is that what you're telling me? Oh, you're talking about trees. You, you hate all other plants. OK, yeah, you're racist. Be a tree if it wants to be. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And what if that bush feels like a tree? Yeah, like yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. you don't know. How would you know? Do you talk to trees? Do you talk to bushes? Did you did you ask them? You know, like it's there's all these games that you can play with. And it's really I think the point of that is to create disorientation and confusion. And, yeah. and it, because if nothing is if nothing can really be true, then we can't really make decisions or, you know, make you know, general rule. I mean, laws are based on like, hey, if you give all these people the, this opportunity to be, do this bad thing. A good percentage of them are probably going to do it. So this is why we can't allow this. You right. know, like this is like we we have police because you know thousands and thousands of years of history have shown that if you don't, then like people might murder each other a little bit. You know, yeah, like that's probably not more, always not all so. people will do that, but it's going to happen more often. You yeah. know, and, and you know if you leave your door unlocked, someone might walk in. I mean, actually, that has happened to me uh, right before this podcast. I left my door unlocked to my office and. I heard something out here and then I heard a knock and there's a dude standing in my lobby. I, it's like a private office. I'm like, whoa. <laughs> like, yeah. whoa. And he just was asking if this was the vape shop that was down the street. And I'm like, no, it's not the vape shop. But like, you know, like I left my door a lot. If you leave your door open, someone might walk in. They're going to stumble in. Yeah. yeah and that, that, yeah. That's true of so many things. And, and, well, and that's why we have these, you know, rules and laws and ideals and whatever, because there are patterns in human behavior. Certainly. And, and, you know, the, these, these thoughts aren't mutually exclusive in that, okay, we can have generalities, right. For, for the purpose of just like getting through the day and having conversations. Right. And then we can also have extenuating circumstances where, okay, man, yeah, sure. Maybe we need to talk to that bush and see what's going on with it. And maybe, maybe because of that particular bush, we might have to reevaluate how we categorize trees, but that is like such a, a, a minuscule um, occurrence that, that, in the grand scope of things, in a in, unless we are talking to that tree at that moment, at that time about its, you know, whatever feelings of, about, or I'm sorry, bush. I don't know. I just misgendered the tree. Shit. Um, 
bush, tree bush. It turns out whatever. it was burning. It was a burning bush, and it was God. And you really <laughs> fucked up. Shit. Oh, I'm way off. Oh, oh man. So many mistakes were made. Um, uh, you know, and those things aren't mutually exclusive. That's not to say that because I made this generality, I don't care about any um, tree bush hybrid that has ever existed, right? It's just I, I'm trying to make a different point and you're getting hung up on this other thing that's not even that super relevant to the conversation. You just found – again, you found like something where you can jab and poke and that's what you're what you're fixating on and taking advantage of that versus just trying to move ahead with your day and like I don't know, get something actually accomplished. That's – you know, that's the thing that makes me crazy with some of these um, crusades that people are going on. It's like, well, you did it, I guess. Like congratulations, you know, Hasbro. You you have saved the world because we no longer have Mr. Potato Head, right? The, you fixed it. All the problems now are solved. You did your part. Bravo. And it's like, look, Hasbro can do whatever the shit they want. Like, I don't care. It's, it's their company, you know, and if they feel compelled to do that – that's fine. I think the issue is is actually just making a big deal out of it on one way or the other. You know what I mean? Like, like I I, I don't care what Hasbro does. Um, I'm still going to call that little figure a Mr. Potato Head because that's what it is to me. And if someone wants to fight me over it, well, I guess good luck. Like, come at me, bro. You know, if we really want to come to blows over this fucking uh, – you know, child's toy. I mean, I guess we can we can have at it, but again, that seems like a really misuse of time and energy, uh, in my mind. Fight you? They'll send some. They'll they'll just find a way to destroy your income. Okay. Uh, that's that's actually how that works. Uh, but oh. <laughs> uh, oh, shit! Uh, Don't do that. Because that would that would you know that would. Well, then we w- well then we will be fighting <laughs> for sure. But but I think you know I can bring that back to stuff that we I think questions that both of us, I think, get a lot. Uh, this relates to, let's say we say it's good to be strong. Mm-hmm. You and I, I guarantee, both get the same question, which is like, well, what about that guy who's handicapped? Uh, and like, I'm sure we both get that. Like, like what about this guy? Can't, are you saying that he, he can't be masculine because he's, he's handicapped? And no, that's not because we are grown men who can make exceptions to rules and understand that not everything is not always the same. Like, okay, well that guy is never probably going to like squat 405 uh, because he's in a wheelchair. So what, what, but the basic principles we well, what else can you do? Yeah. We'll we'll Well, see that guy. We'll take the guy and say, Hey, you still have value. You can steer you in a different direction. You can contribute in some other way. How else can you be strong? How else can you do, you know, like you don't have to just, let the whole house of cards fall down of all values because this is got because this guy is an exception to a rule. Right. Be like, oh, that's a bad rule. That's a bad rule because there's an exception. The to mentality that people have is that's a bad rule because right. that guy is an exception. And you know, like I said, growing up in a uh, in a household where my dad was handicapped, like that doesn't hold water. Like that's never held water in my life at all. Sure. Yeah, you know, well, because my my dad would be like, my dad would never tell you that it's not better to be strong. In fact, and this is so messed up, but it's funny. I think I might have told you already in person, but uh, you know, like at my funeral, at his funeral, he he because he's always been handicapped because he had polio when he's kid. Right. At his funeral, he wants me to say, uh, "Well, at least my dad can finally run." 
because he thinks it'll be hilarious because he has a sense of humor <laughs> and he's like, he like and, and uh, that's and not everyone gets the same shake in life. Not everybody's the same height. Not everybody's the same strength. Uh, you know, we all have like genetic advantages and disadvantages. Uh, you know, I'm never going to be whatever uh, that 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 strongman in Iceland, whatever. Like, uh, they oh yeah, like, the mountain. Yeah, that was never going to be a mountain. Yeah, like I'm, and I'm com- I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, and, and you know, the exhibition of strength, right, can vary. You know what? Like, like your your dad, as an example, or or someone else who may have some other physical disabilities. The fact that that person has been able to, you know live a fulfilling life and make it to the point that they have, that is strength in of itself. I mean, I, yeah. th- that, that is a display of strength. And that's something that again, people can emulate where they look at this person. Like, you know, there was a, we posted a video to the league and it was a guy. Um, I don't think, I think he was missing both arms and, and I don't know the backstory. I don't know if he was, you know, if it was from birth or he was an amputee or whatever, the dude is out in the cold chopping wood with an axe by himself, picking it up, you know, with with however much of his arm was still there and his chin, lifting it up and chopping it. I mean, holy shit, that if if that doesn't, you know, inspire you, I, I don't know what does. You're like. I mean, I'm not going to, I can't say that dude's not strong. That guy has more strength and willpower than I'll probably ever possess in my life. Yeah. You know? I can't even imagine doing that. It's, it's hard enough to chop wood on a good day. It's not easy. It's it, not it, an easy yeah, thing. It, it's a, it's like, it's a good bit of work. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that, um, yeah, I, I think, you know, this idea of just, well, I found one counter, uh, one counterpoint, so the entire theory is flawed, is is in fact a very flawed, um, illogical way of of looking at things, and it, it kind of goes against the the whole mantra of like everything is permissible and touchy and feely and and you know it's all all right because whatever it's like, well wait a minute. If it's all okay, if anything can be anything, then why can't my statement be true even though there's this maybe one in a million, one in a billion outlier? Because your your standard, which is a non-standard, is full of of, um, contradictions, and yet that can stand. Right. And and so it it really – I mean it's pretty ironic that that thought um, process, but – Again, there's there's just a lot of bad ideologies that seem to be winning out in a lot of places, and I think it's up to us to like, yeah, no, sorry, that that doesn't fly. Yeah, exactly. It's up to us to take the hard line on it and say no. I mean, that's yeah. you know, one of the things I talk about in the book. We're on our own tangents of whatever, and that's fine. Uh, <laughs> one of the things I talk about in the book is that that was always the job. Linguistically, that's where the name of uh, King comes mm-hmm. from is to straighten things and uh you know yeah. even and, and i don't even know if this is linguistically connected but the idea of a ruler is uh, something that you draw straight lines with sure uh, you know a ruler is a rule you know like that's there, there's all these linguistic connections between um you know what a king does what a ruler does and uh you know drawing lines and and making rules and saying this and not that and and that's you know what we need in, in our world is people who are willing to say no, 
<laughs> no, no, this, this is absurd. Yeah, Sorry. These, these two things, the tree is not a bush. End of discussion. Right. <laughs> like, like, Ooh, moving on, please. Let's let's go about our day. And you know what? You can think whatever you want to think. You know what I mean? But the rest of us over here have collectively agreed that, you know, for the sake of conversation and, you know, progress and advancement, that we're just going to call it this and, and go, you know. Man, it's it's really frustrating. That's yes. what language is. Language right. is making rules. Yes. Language is – this is not that. That, that like all all definitions are exclusive. Mm -hmm. If 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 I'm looking at a camera, that is a camera and not a chair. Right. It only has meaning by because it's a camera and not a chair. If it is we both, both we both understand what a camera is and what right. a chair is. We have both agreed on the definition of these things. And that's what we're kind of you know running into is like, man, this this um just man, I, I don't know what it freaking the toilet bowl of of mismatched definitions of things that's just swirling together it's like you can't make heads or tails out of stuff and and again there are going to be some extenuating circumstances of ambiguity that may require a little bit deeper probing to get to um a decent definition but that shouldn't again because there is an exception it shouldn't uh overwrite any definition whatsoever and so um yeah man i think we just need i think we need more fires in the dark i think i think we need to you know this idea of creation right like we as men have this power to create things so let's let's get to creating let's not sit around and wait for someone else to do it it's like man i i appreciate that there are guys like jack donovan creating books and and and, and all these other things but shit, now I need to start, I need to be creating my own stuff, you know, and, and hopefully that inspires someone else to do the same and so on and so forth. And, you know, eventually we'll, you know, we'll burn so bright that the other stuff just, you know, the, the, the darkness gets eliminated, essentially the, the darkness of the ambiguity and, and all these other, um, things that just really don't seem to be very useful, uh, kind of, kind of just fade away. I mean, hopefully. I mean, it's you know, there's. A I have a very optimistic view. Sorry. Yeah, I mean, there's there, there's a tendency to like, well, we have to play into the worst because that's what everybody else is doing. Right. And, uh, and uh, you know, like, like I said, let's just be Washington instead. <laughs> you know, like just just be better, and just be better, and hopefully, yeah, like you said, uh, you know, it'll inspire enough people that there's a a wave in that direction. Mm -hmm. um, because there. The thing is, you lose yourself if you, if you stoop to that lower level, and like, well, I'm just going to tear everything apart too. Yeah. And I'm just going to, and and I'm just going to play that game on the on the worst possible level in a way that I don't really believe that is best. Uh, you do have to be ruthless a little bit, you know, like, and that's okay. You know, I mean, even Washington had SP, did he, there's a, that whole show, uh, Turn or whatever, about the Washington yeah, spy. Yeah. He crossed the Delaware on Christmas Eve, like at midnight. You know, it's like, that's, yeah, it's pretty, you know, but uh, that's sometimes that's what it calls for. Yeah, I mean, you have to, you have to, you have to be ruthless and, and committed to your idea, but you have to have an ideal. You have to have something yes. you stick behind. And if you just compromise that to the point where 
you know, you're, you're just, you know, bitching for a reason and for, you know, for, because you're bitching, you know, like, and that's, right. that's really what I think, you know, when I see people in like Washington or whatever, um, that's, I, I feel like they've gotten to a point where they're playing a game and they actually don't mm -hmm. believe in anything like where they're just no. like, well, I'm on team X and you're on team Y and we're just going to screw you. And we're going to see how long we can screw you until you screw us. And then we're just playing this little game. And I think that the way, that's the way a lot of journalism is. And I mean, you know, or, or website hit, you know, writing, you know, yep. like play, clickbait writing, sure. uh, you know, uh, I think that that's what that is, is it's just people playing a game and not really having any integrity and mm -hmm. not really sticking to any kind of evaluation of what they think is right and wrong. Yeah, and and it becomes completely unproductive. And I, the sooner we can get away from that as a society, I think the better off we're going to be. And so, um, for for those who maybe are looking for some inspiration and and want to kind of read for themselves this these concepts that you and I have been discussing, uh, the book is Fire in the Dark, and I'm assuming they can get it pretty much anywhere where books live. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's on uh, Amazon and uh, as a paperback now, and, and uh, Kindle and iBooks and all that. And uh, uh, as soon as I finish recording the Audible, then uh, that'll be out. Uh, but nice. uh, that, that'll take me until probably April because it's a lot of work and it's hard. Awesome. And then uh, people can check you out. What's your what's the website? Uh, Jackdonovan.com, and obviously my Instagram is at Start the World. Awesome, man. I, I would love to continue with this and I will obviously have more conversations in the future, but I think, man, this has been a lot of great stuff that we've covered and hopefully the, uh, the folks out there listening will appreciate and get some stuff out of it. Jack, always a pleasure. Thanks so much, man. Yeah. Awesome, man. Great to get to jump in. Awesome. Take care.